This week on Squats and Margaritas, it's CrossFit athlete Christy Aramo from my hometown, Westerville, Ohio. We went to the same high school. I followed her career, you know, competing at the CrossFit Games. She now owns a CrossFit gym in Ohio and works with her husband. Wanted to see what that is like, um, living and working with your husband 24-7, how she stays motivated during this pandemic, and what are her tips for weight loss, building muscle without getting too bulky? What is her cheat meal? And does she ever let herself have that? Can't wait to talk to her. This episode is brought to you by my favorite water, Flow Alkaline Spring Water. They just dropped three new flavors of collagen water. And you can check them out at flowhydration.com and use Squats and Margaritas 20 to get 20% off your order. Here is my episode with Christy Aramo. How are you? I might have to turn my Wi-Fi off. We'll see. It's fine. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. I hear you're back in Westerville. I am. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, actually, no, I was going to say, yeah, no, 2016, I moved back. Oh, okay. So yeah. when you were first competing, you lived in Louisville? Yes. So I college. started CrossFit in Louisville. Yeah. And that's where I went okay. to college. And then and what we moved you back, back? Um, across the gym. Yeah. So my husband and I run an affiliate in the Polaris area. Um, my family lives in the Polaris area. That's our exit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you want like... You're, if anybody that doesn't know, the reason I have you is because you are from my hometown and we went to the same high school. Um, and then I just, I followed you and then my sister reminded me, she's like, you know, I played soccer with her. You played soccer with my sister, Sean. Yeah, <laughs> I love Sean. Yeah. Yes. And I'm a little bit older, um, but have followed your career. I want to know more about just like what drives you and your motivation. I wrote a book. I'm kind of similar and like a, I'm just like a driven, like I don't want to lose kind of person. And I like to talk to other people that compete at high levels to kind of yeah. see where that comes from. And like, did you have a competitive household growing up? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay. So I think it comes from being the younger sister. And my parents literally put us in every sport. So growing up, like we literally played every sport under the sun. And I think whatever Allie did, I wanted to be able to do it with her and do better. So that kind of, I feel like sparked and just kind of fueled my fire um, growing up is like, I just wanted to be able to play with her and hang with her and do with what what she was doing. So uh, just playing all the different sports. And there's just something about that adrenaline and like feeling like you're pushing yourself to the limit. And I think I, what I've learned about myself, just kind of doing like reflection and things along those lines is like, I'm very, I would just say achievement oriented. Like I always had all of my goals written all over my mirror as a kid. I knew what times I was a swimmer in high school as well. And then I swam in college. And so like I had, I just was, I'm so good when I have purpose and I have goals. And so for me, I just figured that out at a very young age and I like to be working towards something. And when I'm working towards something, I just, um, I feel, it just makes me feel alive. And I think that's kind of where it all started. Yeah. And I, cause I saw something that in 2014, you were like done with your swimming, like collegiate swimming career. And you were like looking for your next big challenge. Like you still want that adrenaline rush. And yeah. so we have similarities. I, um, I played division one soccer in college. And then okay. after that, which is not similar, I assume <laughs> I, when I quit soccer and like lost that identity, 
I didn't even realize until writing my book, like how much of an effect that had on me. And yeah. I went through years of depression and eating disorders and was just a mess. And I mean, like a decade. Yeah. And finally kind of got it together and started living my life with balance at 37 after having my two kids. And it was that kind of, it's almost like that adrenaline rush. It's not even just through sports. Like I was a stay at home mom, but I wanted something else. And yeah. I started a business and like grew my brand. And then also on the, um, athletic side of it like when there'd be like competitions i used to do orange theory and they would do like okay. random pop-up competition like one mile run and people come in and be like whatever and i would just be like and i hated that about myself like i would stress it and i had to win and i am firstborn so i always like equated that with my like perfectionism firstborn personality but it does yeah. make sense as a the younger child to try to like keep up with the older one to be driven and motivated yeah. to be like them. But I have always had it too. And it went to like a negative place. Like being a perfectionist can be positive, but can also go very negative when you take it too far. And you just seem like, I don't know, did you ever struggle like where you were too much of a perfectionist and it like was a negative thing? Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I still do. So I still, I was talking to my husband about that. Um, actually yesterday he's like, I'm working so hard. It's off season. I don't have to count all of my food. I don't have to. And, and I only count actually to make sure I'm eating enough. Um, but I went through all of that. Like I first coming out of swimming, I went into endurance and I used to, I'll, I remember like running like 25 miles and eating like lettuce for dinner yeah. because I yeah. had this image in my head that society kind of portrays of what a female should look like. And I was like 112 pounds right now. I'm sitting at 132. So I've gained like 20 pounds through CrossFit, which, um, is also a weird thing because it is like this thing that I wanted. Like I look at the female CrossFit girls coming up in the sport, Camila Blanc, Bazinet, Stacey Tovar, like all of these girls. I'm like, their bodies are beautiful, but then trying to wrap around what they look like. And the number on the scale for me was a very, very challenging thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. and so that was something coming into CrossFit that I had to deal with, but also being a perfectionist, like you were saying. And so I, I really focus on balance and I do like I journal and my husband's really great for me because he's so easygoing. And I'm like, I can be very type A, um, but balance is something that I'm constantly reminding myself and working on, but I'm happier and I'm in such a, a better spot, but it's not something that's just like, it just comes. It's like, you have to be aware. And I do a lot of self work on that and just trying to be aware of like, okay, like I really want this cookie. Uh, yeah. Like, I'm going to have this cookie and I'm gonna have some vegetables and some lean protein for dinner. If I'm gonna, if I want wine, I'm gonna have a glass of wine. Like you can make smart decisions and still achieve your goals and feel really great about yourself. But there are times that it's like, I do really well with balance, but then there's times that I'm like, okay, Chris, you're being crazy. Like take a breath. What would make you happy right now? And so it's like kind of almost checking yourself in a way. Yeah. Um, yeah. and so I definitely, I had a lot of years, like I still, I'm I'm going to be turning 32 this year. Um, and I feel like within the last two or three years is when, for me, I've just been doing a lot of that self-development and self-work and just spending more time being aware that I wish I would have found earlier. Uh, yeah. But that's okay. Like Everybody's on their own path and their own journey. Yes. I, I, God, I'm so glad you're saying this because I was like, she's not going to be able to relate to this at all. She's in amazing shape. Oh, but my 20s, no. I was so, I mean, I full disclosure, I mean, I tell it all in my book. I struggled with anorexia in high school and we, I mean, I was captain of the soccer team. I was older than you, so you don't remember, but we won two state championships and it was like, yeah. Oh, oh I, I remember though. Yeah. <laughs> 
And I remember like a coach coming up to me and he's like, you need to eat more. Like you're getting really skinny. And I, instead of like having this moment of clarity and like, oh my God, wow. I was like, I'm going to show him that I can be like, I would just work harder and get skinnier. And then again, soccer was like my main thing. When he equated it to soccer, he was like, your crosses aren't even strong anymore. I was like, <gasps> hold up. Like, you're saying yeah. like my soccer. So, and I didn't quit, but I started, I started eating more, but then it turned into, it evolved from anorexia to exercise bulimia, where you work off the same amount of calories. And I mean, the exact, I had little note cards and I would be like, mm -hmm. I'd write down all my calories. Then I would go on a cardio machine and do it until it said the amount of calories. And I did mm -hmm. that for years and my family didn't know. And then when I, I ended up getting a division one scholarship for soccer. And if you do remember that time, like I, like I said, I started as a freshman varsity, never came off the field. I was a captain. We won wow. two state championships. And then I get this, I go, get to college. I work my ass off all summer. I win all the fitness stuff when we get there and I wasn't playing. And I didn't know what to, I've never dealt with that before. Yeah. So it like was a mind thing. Like I was just like, I made it through my freshman year. And you know, like as a division one college athlete, how much goes into your sport and to not play and to feel like I'm doing all this stuff and it wasn't yeah. fair. I, I realized now with self-reflection, I have a problem with fairness. <laughs> this isn't fair. doesn't matter how many goals I score, yeah. I'm not going in. So I quit. I quit soccer, yeah. which I played since I was four. Oh God as a sophomore in college and this is going to sound so wow. stupid, but I feel like you'll get it. Like I couldn't go to the athlete building. I had to go to like the rec center to work out because now I'm not an athlete. And it was like such a yeah. weird, like, yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I was depressed. I gained 20 pounds. I was, and then trying to lose it. I was bulimic, hid that from everyone. Five girls that I lived with yeah. in college and was just a mess. And then I graduated college and then got into a relationship where my husband is a pro bowl linebacker and was like oh, wow. in the height of his career when we were dating. Yeah. But me in my self-esteem, I just, yeah. I had nothing. And so I was like, always like thinking he was cheating on me. I mean, I struggled for two decades, probably with like no self-esteem, a decade with eating disorders. And then finally it took, um, I already talked about it, orange theory. Like I had just had my daughter. In 2016, I was six months postpartum and I was back working out and I got to my gym and it was like one mile run timed. And I was just like, I'm not, I didn't want to be second. Like I needed to win. Yeah. It didn't matter if I had a baby six months ago, I didn't want to be second on that board. I knew they were going to like put it up. And I won, I peed oh my, my pants. Gosh. I peed my pants. That's how much I didn't even care if I just had a baby, I just was running fast. And then when I did that, I was like, all right, that kind of sparked something like, what else can my body do? And if I just yes. beat everyone in my gym, just having a baby, it sparked something. And ever since then, I just pushed myself a little harder and got into better shape. And once you, like you said, just start living with balance. Like you work out hard, but you allow yourself daily indulgences, yeah. whether it's a cookie or a margarita, because yeah. I feel like, don't you feel like if you don't, at some point you're going to like binge because you feel like you oh, can't yeah. have it. Yeah. yeah. So you got it. You That's have to how I am. It's better to be like, yeah, to acknowledge it and be like, okay, well, like if you don't, I struggled with the same thing with exercising. It's like, okay, I have to earn this cookie or I have to do this. And I feel like yep. in society, like you hear that 
I don't know if you hear it or maybe that's just what I was hearing and what I thought I had to do, uh, but starting to realize like those two things don't equate and just like working on shifting and changing that mentality and how much calmer and happier. And um, because I went through a period of like lots of anxiety and I think it's just because I was always worried about the future or always worried. I was never focused on the present. So just focusing on reading some books and like the moment that I'm in now and my husband's definitely helped me with that, but also CrossFit has helped me with that. And it's crazy. Like I look back and I'm like, man, if I could have told myself this 10 years ago, yeah. I would have been in a completely different headspace. Uh, but that's okay. And it's each of our own, we're each on our own journey and it takes each of us a little bit longer. Uh, but yeah. And I think, I think that exercise and having that balance does, does give you some self-esteem and that empowerment and, and you kind of take hold of your life um, and not feel like you're just I don't know. I always felt like I was going through the motions, I guess. And I wanted to look this way, but even if I looked that way, I probably was never even going to be happy. Like I was, I'm just so type A and so critical. So yeah. And, and, and that's what I guess drives me too, is like, I'm, I'm so driven in the sense that I don't think I'll ever be satisfied um, because there's always something I can continue improving. And so it's, it's that double edged sword. It's like, I need to remind myself I had, I was working with a massage therapist who's pretty spiritual a couple of years back. And she's like, you just need to like, thank your body at times because you put it through so much and like, look at, and so sometimes we'll go back and we'll look at pictures 10 years ago, but, um, and it's like, I don't even know if I know that girl, but it's, it's all been part of this journey and it's really cool. It's so cool. And I, everything you're saying, like I'm in your brain, I'm the same way. I will never be satisfied. Why are some people that way? Like, where do you think that comes from? Like that innate, like you don't have to get up at five and push your body to where it is, but you like thrive off of it. And I get yeah. it. Like I'm the same way, but I have three younger yeah. sisters and I feel like some of us have the same kind of traits. Why do you think we all grew up in the same household, but like some yeah. people are just, I don't know. Like I, I love yeah. to talk to people sister- I feel like we're the same. <laughs> yeah. My sister and I are so different. Um, yeah. and it's exactly, it's like we grew up the exact same way and we could not be more different. Um, right. it, it's, we're like night and day. So I, I don't know. I don't know if it's just the way we think in the, our genetic makeup. I have no idea, but it's just something about us that, and you were first born and I'm actually, so it's only my sister and I, and I'm the second child. So yeah. I'm kind of the baby of the family, I guess, which is really interesting, but yeah, I, I'm not sure what that is. It's just, um, and I know that I have friends that are like that too. And like, we, it's good to have friends who are similar to you in that sense, because you can talk to each other about it. Like I have one friend, Amanda, who's phenomenal at CrossFit, Amanda Barnhart. And we always joke how type A we are, but and that we just have to let go. Uh, and when we do let go, like good things do happen, but we also acknowledge like how we are and that's okay. It's just making sure it's not controlling our life and that we're, um, happy and finding balance. And when we do find balance, we are happy. And that's exactly squats and margaritas is balance. Like you, yeah, I love that. You have a daily indulgence, and it wasn't until thirty nine that I figured it out. Luckily for you, you're getting a little bit earlier. But I tell myself the same thing. Like me in my twenties, if I could just have figured it out. But like you said, we did. Um, I see people asking questions about building muscle and stuff. We can talk about other things, obviously. But it makes me. That's I never really got. I took a couple CrossFit classes, but. I never was into CrossFit, but I started lifting versus yeah. I played soccer all my life, cardio, 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 and my body, I changed my body. And I feel like for so long, it was a stigma. Like you, you have to run, you don't want to bulk up. You want to be like lean. And I thought that was through cardio and I yeah. wanted to sweat. I, and if I would go in and weight lift or something, I'd come out and be like, I don't feel like I did anything. But yeah. when I made that shift, 
uh, my body changed. So someone like you who has the <laughs> body, the most per perfect lean muscle, can you speak on like the stigma of women not wanting to lift heavy or lift? Because oh, that's another part. When I was lifting like tens or fifteens, I didn't have muscle tone because I was just trying right. to tone. I didn't want to bulk up. I didn't get tone until I started lifting much heavier. And I feel like women are afraid to do that. Yeah, a hundred percent. I because we, my husband and I, own a CrossFit affiliate in Westerville or Polaris area, mm -hmm. and. And that's the number one thing I'll get It's actually, it's a joke. So we'll have people come in to check it out. And if he's there and I have it, like, I'll just be around and he meets them and it's a female and she's like, I don't want to get bulky. And I'll come over and be like, Pat, should I go introduce myself? And he's like, you probably shouldn't. Like you might scare them away. Totally. You're not bulky. Because you're when, but when people see me in person, they actually say I'm much smaller, but in pictures and on TV, we, all of us CrossFit athletes, we look much bulkier than we actually are. The number one comment I get when people see me in person is like, wow, you're a lot smaller than I expected. And it's just lean muscle. And I think that stigma, I'm not sure where it comes from. I think just society in general, but understanding that too is like lifting can do so much for you just self-esteem wise like you can feel, feel so powerful and then also not powerful as in strong but just like the the way you carry yourself uh, my yeah. posture it did a ton for my posture it just did a ton for my self-confidence and it's i lift for right now for performance and i always tell people like the amount of food and carbs that i'm eating to put the muscle on that i have is a crap ton like i'm going specifically for performance and yeah. when i'm in off season and stuff and my calories are down a little bit my I, my muscles aren't as full so they don't look as bulky when you'll see pictures and things like that but to get bulky as a female you have to devote so much of your time to trying to build mass and build bulk where, and I think that's what people don't understand is like, if you go in and lift weights, you're going to build a healthy lean muscle. That's going to look really great. Like when you see a girl with hamstrings or you know, and they just have yes. this athletic figure, it's like, wow, she looks great. Um, but she doesn't just get like that from doing the elliptical for 45 minutes a day. It's, it's isolating muscle groups and doing lunges and just and spending time lifting weights. So I think it's just something that, if we could just change the way we think about it and realize that just because you go lift a 35 pound barbell, you're not immediately gonna just blow up and be this really bulky person. But people who you see that are maybe super bulky are are you know dedicating their life to be that way as a female um, through their eating, through everything that they're doing. They didn't just show up to the gym, lift a few weights and end up that way. And so I think that that's the biggest thing I talk to people about is like by coming to CrossFit class, you're not gonna build a ton of bulk, but you will gain lean muscle that looks really good. Yeah, it's not gonna happen naturally for a woman to just bulk up and that's the stigma. And yeah. I, it was another question some one of your followers sent in for me about um, the best thing for fat burning. Is it just cardio, cardio, cardio? And I'm going to try to answer this one because I swear a trainer told me the best way to lose fat is to build muscle, like put more muscle on your body because oh, it's yeah. the most metabolically active tissue in your body. So people are thinking, again, I got to burn fat. I got to run. And that was me for yeah. 20 years, like 16 to 36. Yeah. I was just like cardio, cardio. And when I started lifting, I lost fat. I can eat whatever I want now because my metabolism is faster because I put more lean muscle yeah. on my body and my resting metabolism. It changed everything for me. And now all I preach about is lifting. And whenever I talk to someone like you that's in phenomenal shape, how much, can I ask how much cardio you do? 
Yeah, and it, it'll shift and change. So, um, for instance, yesterday I did an eight-minute workout and a 12-minute workout. So those are very high intensity stimulus. Yeah. And I think that that, that, and then I'll do like this morning, I spent an hour on the bike, but it's because it's my active recovery day. So I don't want to be in that high intensity, high heart rate zone because I need days where my heart rate isn't going into those levels and that my body can just flush and feel really good. So those are more of the days that I do like low intensity cardio, because I always feel better when I work out and I view it yeah. as more of an active recovery. But a lot of the workouts that we're doing in CrossFit are high intensity bursts so where they're between like i think the sweet spot is honestly like that let's say nine to 15 minute range where you can be in this high intensity window it doesn't need to be 45 minutes and for me that was like the hardest thing to wrap my head around when i started because i came from swimming where we were swimming three plus hours a day and then i went into half ironmans and marathons because i thought the same thing i was like okay if i'm gonna have a pencil arm and i'm gonna have a thigh gap then i need to go and run and ride for hours on end and then i got stress fractures and i was moody and i was cranky because i wasn't eating carbs because that's what i also thought um, and then I go into CrossFit and they're like, you're done in 60 minutes and you're going to get this killer workout and your body's going to change. And I was like, what? Like with yes, a warm up, yeah, with a cool a down and I'm done in 60 minutes. Um, <laughs> but then it's crazy. Like when you start to look back at the transformation, it's just that high intensity. And like you said, the weightlifting piece, you're burning calories. And the difference is with running in just low steady state, you don't have the afterburn. So maybe on your watch, it's not going to say you burned a thousand calories or whatever it is. Um, and that's why these fitness trackers. So I wear a watch actually. And it's, it's crazy for me because when I wear it yesterday, I think I burned burned 120 calories in my two workouts. There's no way I'm only burning 120 calories with the amount <laughs> of, I just had it on to see my heart rate. Um, but they're just not super accurate. Cause you get the afterburn because your metabolism yes. is speeding up and your muscles need to replenish and all of that. And that's where you start to build the lean mass. And that's where, um, you start to burn fat as well. And you only get the afterburn when you're working out at that high intensity, right? Like yeah. you have to get yes. into that zone and it doesn't have to be that, that resistance long, training. Like yeah. Yeah. yeah and, um, it's, and it's the resistance training. So high interval training, resistance training, weight training, all of that will help with that afterburn. Okay. Perfect. And so when you mentioned, um, endurance athlete, I, I assume you follow David Goggins and all of his, yeah. um, I actually just finished his book. book. Yeah. I, okay. Oh, you I keep forgetting you're from Westerville. So Arnold class, yeah. which is the every year it was two years ago. And my sister Carly, um, her husband Chris, like hosts one of the pageants. So I was in town because oh, I just cool. thing. So we got to go to Arnold's party, and the night before, it's a, like an invite only. There's not a lot of people there. And at yeah. that event, they induct people into the International Sports Hall of Fame. And he's like, this guy David Goggins is getting inducted. And at this point, two years ago, I didn't know who he was, and I. Oh like gosh. just kick myself because I had him. Like we were hanging out and I didn't ask yeah. anything. Like I could then I got his book. I was like, oh I met David Goggins. I read his book and I if I could just have a do-over in my life to pick his brain and talk I mean, for anyone that doesn't know, he's like the most motivating, like he's a Navy SEAL, he's every like ultra marathoner, he once lost a hundred pounds in like a month. Yeah, <laughs> so I was gonna say thirty days. He's just like he sets his mind to something and he does it and he's so motivating and I had him and I hadn't read the book and didn't know who he was and I'll never get that opportunity back. But um reading his book 
what stayed with me and what I actually included in my book was removing your governor. And I thought that was the coolest thing. And he talks about how there's a governor on a car. And for me, that was a treadmill speed 12. Cause I was yeah. like, it only goes to 12. That's the highest you can go. And he says, mm -hmm. cars have a governor where it's like, you can only drive to 90, but actually you can go like 120, but you think you can only go to 90 when you remove yeah. it and you take that out, which I did. And I saw a girl go like 12, one, two, three, four. It was like 12.5. And I was like, it goes higher than 12. And now <laughs> I run my sprints on 13.5, but I didn't know that there was a 13.5. That's okay. Because Yes. You, once you just take, it's, it's just a thing. It's like a mental, yeah. it's, it, it's a cap or like a ceiling you're putting on yourself. That's not real. And that's yeah. stuck with oh, yeah. so much. Remove your governor or like when I, I have a workout in my book and it's like, you start at your base pace and then you add two miles an hour and inclines. But I would always start at that same base pace. If you stay at that pace and be like, this is my base, you're never going to grow. Your body's not going to change. Get that's mm -hmm. not your base pace. Like remove that governor, push your body. And then it's just like an adrenaline rush. When you see where your body can go, obviously I haven't got mine to go <laughs> where you have. And that actually brings me into like the nutrition aspect. Is it more yeah. nutrition than diet? Like, can you outwork a bad diet? A bad diet is going to, it's going to hinder what you're trying to accomplish in the gym. So if you, and I always say that to everyone is like, I have people come in and they're like, but I am working my butt off this 60 minutes. I am giving everything I have but I'm not seeing the results and they're strong and they can hit their numbers, but their body isn't changing the way they want it to. And I always like, my first question is always, what are you doing the other 23 hours of the day? So not only a bad diet, but also sleep. Those two things are so important for you to achieve the results that you want to achieve. And it's wow. kind of a whole package and it's a healthy lifestyle. It's a wellness, it's health, all kind of in one. So I personally, like you can get results, but they're probably not the results that you're hoping for. If you're stopping at Dairy Queen and you're eating fast food and you're doing all of these things. And if you do it once, that's not going to hurt you. If you occasionally, but if it's a regular part of your routine, that will hinder the overall result that you're hope probably looking to achieve. Okay, great. Um, speaking of nutrition, I always talk, I always see you talk about your reds and your greens. What does yeah. that mean? And do I need the reds and the greens? <laughs> so the reds and the greens are honestly probably my favorite pro product. I started taking, um, in the beginning of July, 2019. Um, right. and I used to have, I have like a really sensitive stomach and I used to always feel like I was bloated or my digestion was off. Just, I, I just like never really felt that good. Um, and somebody suggested them to me and I was like, well, I usually don't believe in this stuff because I've tried lots of different greens, but I'll try them. Um, but essentially what it is, is like 11 plus servings of fruits and veggies. So different ones. And I was like, well, I eat a ton of vegetables, but then I started to look at the container and it's stuff that I don't eat on the regular basis. So it's got beets in there. It's got spirulina. It's in like just all of this stuff that I typically like, I'm never going to buy and never going to eat. Um, unless somebody cooks it for me and they put it in front of me. Cause I stick to asparagus, broccoli, mushrooms, onions, squash. Like I do general veggies. Um, and then same with fruit. I do berries, pretty much blackberry, raspberry, and um, blackberry, blueberry. Those are my three berries. So I'm missing all of these properties and antioxidants that come from yeah. all of these other things that maybe aren't in season where I live.
So that's all in there. And then there's also a probiotic and a digestive enzyme. So I had had blood tests done um, because I always, I'll do them every like 12 to 18 months just to kind of check my markers based on how much training I'm doing to make sure I'm still, my cortisol is not too high or make sure I'm still pretty healthy just because we put a lot of stress on our body. Um, And one thing that came back was like, I wasn't digesting my food maybe the way I should be. And so they were looking into that. And so I started taking these, they have digestive enzymes And then the other thing is um, natural energy. So I actually started, I used to take them right when I woke up just to make sure I don't forget, but I've shifted to taking them kind of like in that midday slump right around 2 p.m. because I feel like a lot of times I work out early, I do a bunch of work, and then I I kind of start to crash after lunch. So that's where I've started taking them. And all of a sudden, I just feel awake. And so they just are supposed to help you with like your increased natural energy, no more bloating, which is like, when I travel, I will take them with me everywhere um, because I swear it helps keep my digestion regular when I travel. Um, I never feel like I get stomach aches. And then the antioxidants and the reds are supposed to have all of the anti-aging benefits, um, help with your cognitive function, blood flow, and all of these things. So I just kind of view it like at first I was like, mm, I'm not sure. But I really, and my sister too, like we both notice a huge difference in our skin and our complexion. And then we also just notice a difference in like the way we feel. So if I don't have them, it's it's okay but i don't like to run out so it's something i take regularly that's amazing um someone's asking you about the atlanta workout and what is the hardest you ever did so atlanta um that was the final event of the crossfit games and I actually did not think it was the hardest event of the CrossFit Games, other than the fact that my hands were completely destroyed. Um, the volume was the height. So what what the workout was, was you started in a weight vest. Guys were 20 pounds and ladies were 14. Uh, you ran a mile. Then you did 100 of the handstand push-ups into 200 pistols, which are single leg squats, into 300 pull-ups. And then you ran a mile. 300 so that pull-ups. was. Yes, when David, because uh, I was on the demo, or the not the demo team, it was the trial. So I actually went out and did the entire games two weeks before just to make sure it was like doable, the timeline worked, to see how we felt, if they needed to make changes. Um, so I got to do all of it, which was super, super cool after stage one because normally there isn't two stages. It's normally you qualify and we all go. But because of COVID, they could only take five athletes and I was nine. So I was like just outside of the five, which was a total bummer. But I still got to go to the games, which I was super thankful of. But Atlanta for me was a blast because I love to run. Whether it's a weight vest, no weight vest, I don't care. I like to run. Um, And then I like gymnastics. So uh, handstand push-ups I really like. And pull-ups, I'm a very strong puller. So once I, I actually did sixes, for 300 reps. So it was more of a mental challenge than a physical because if you could just stick to your game plan and know that you're going to be doing pull-ups and sets of sixes for about 15 minutes and just mentally be okay with it, then it wasn't that terrible of a workout. So I, I really that how it. like David Goggins beat the record, the world record for pull-ups? Like he just took him in little sections and would mm-hmm. like be off for a little bit. And then when his timer went off, he would do like six and then stop and then he yeah. beat it. But I can't imagine what your hands look like. Yeah, so that was the only bad part was it was really warm. And I did have grips on, and I usually never rip because I try to take really good care care of my hands. Um, But I ripped it. I think it was like 123 pull-ups in, and I just started bleeding. And I was like, oh, no. So that kind of just incentive is like, okay, it's going to hurt no matter what. It hurts if I stand here. It hurts if I do pull-ups. I might as well just get them done, finish this, and go on my run. (laughs) <laughs> that's what makes yeah. you different like somebody be like i'm bleeding i'm out and you're like whatever yeah. i might as well do <laughs> when yeah. i'm bleeding it's like, just that's like what sets you apart 
Yeah, I enjoy, I, and I'm sure you're the same, like, I just enjoy testing myself. Like, what am I actually capable of? And that's when I feel yeah. most in my element. Like, I really enjoy feeling like, wow, you gave it your best effort. I wasn't even sure if I could do that, but I did it. And that's what keeps driving me. It's adrenaline. And like, that's what, like, it's not even like a fitness related, because I do feel it in fitness. But I was saying earlier, I always just wanted to be a mom. And I said I was going to be a stay-at-home mom. And then I'm like, every day I didn't have anything. I didn't feel driven to do anything. And now that I have my brand, even just like if I write an article and put it out in the world, it just, I feel alive. <laughs> like I put something yeah. and I didn't have that for the first year that I had my daughter. And I was like, I have to do something that gets my blood flowing again. It just brings adrenaline. What is your cheat meal? I need to know it. Like, what is your cheat? And then how often does it happen? Gosh, in season, um, because I'm a smaller athlete. So in season, I'm not necessarily like trying to be lighter or lose weight. I, I actually in season sit about four or five pounds heavier because I'm trying to be as strong as I can to hang up, hang with the girls who weigh 20 to 25 pounds more than me. Um, because most of the girls, I usually sit around 132, um, maybe 134 where a lot of them are in that 150 to 160 range. So I, um, don't necessarily count to make sure I'm staying lean enough. I just count to make sure I'm getting enough food so I can recover and keep training and feel really good. But it's cheat meal, food is I would say, now instead of calories. Yeah. And, and I try to view it that way, but it also doesn't make you feel good. So, um, I'm really, gosh, I love sweets so much. So it's mm -hmm. kind of like an all out thing, but I'm like a major burger with an egg with bacon and sweet potato fries. Like that is just love my jam. Fries. And that's, yeah. Sweet potato. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and so I love that. I definitely, I don't drink in season just because it messes with your sleep so much. Yeah, I know. Um, and we really like, it's amazing to see how, or, and when I say in season, it's like six to eight weeks leading up to the games, six weeks probably. Um, but now if I would go out and have a cheat meal, it's like that burger fries and a beer or whether it's margaritas or Pat, my favorite, like we're very specific about our margaritas. Um, oh. and so that's what we'll get. Yeah. That's what we'll be getting. I do love those. Um, but then typically chocolate chip cookies. So like a warm choc chocolate chip cookie. I don't do a lot of dairy because I took a food sensitivity test. Yeah. And dairy upsets my stomach. So I do a lot of almond milk, um, which is a total bummer, but yeah. So those are, that would be my big chip. Everything you're saying. I have a problem with dairy too. I would do a burger, yeah. sweet potato fries, and a beer. I drink IPAs now, and, like, in college, I wouldn't even drink yeah. a beer. And now I drink, like, the strongest beer, and I, like, prefer it. Us, <laughs> like, too. Totally. Yeah, I'm same. Um, I, like, look forward to it. Same. But how – be honest with me. Like, how bad is alcohol when you're, like, training and trying to be, like, in good shape? You just said something about – it messes with your sleep. Yeah. So, and it's, it's not even that it makes me feel like that bad. Um, especially if I'll drink like a vodka or a tequila into a soda water or something along those lines, Yeah. but I will wear, so I wear like a sleep tracker. Um, and it's incredible what it does to like your resting heart rate. So my resting heart rate is normally, it'll be like 41 or 42 when I'm sleeping. Wow. Um, if I drink, it's like 56 or 57, 58, like it'll go up like 15 beats per minute. Um, and you just, your CNS and you just don't recover all around. And then the next day in the gym feels just like terrible. And that's, that's specifically for performance reasons. Um, but Pat and I, like, we love red wine. We, we like to have those drinks and I don't, it's six weeks is probably like 
when I was 26, I could do like two weeks before. And when I, so the older you are, it's just a little bit harder and sleep is just so important in our recovery and how we feel that I just have to make sure like the sleep that I'm getting is good quality and restful sleep. Because when we're training and we're training hard, we train a lot. So I take full, I take full advantage of my time off. Uh, and we enjoy like lots of, lots of things. What time do you go to bed? Okay, so (laughs) in season. Thirty minutes ago. Uh, Yeah, no, 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 it's good. Um, Right now we're like ten o'clock, ten to ten thirty. But that also depends because we coach. We have a five a.m. and a six a.m. and a seven a.m. class. So if we're up coaching, then I I'm just a sleeper. Like I need about seven and a half to eight and a half hours of sleep. If I don't get eight hours, it's like I feel terrible. Um, I can make it like three days, but in season. Honestly, some nights it's like 8.45 or 9 o'clock, and I'm trying to sleep at least until 6. Like I would like to get as close to 10 hours, 9.5 to 10 hours as I can. So that means I have to go to bed early. So what I've learned to do is sleep with a sleep mask and noise-canceling headphones because my husband is like, I'm not going to bed at 8.45. Uh, (laughs) We don't have kids. So that's really good. But he'll, like, get in bed or whatever and just, I don't know, just hang out. And so I just, like, put my earphones on and my sleep mask, and then that way I can fall asleep. But sleep is just so crucial in season okay i you mentioned your husband i am just wondering if you could be candid about this it seems like you're together a lot if you own a gym together you live together you work together you train together how does that affect your relationship because i'm like picturing that in my marriage if we were together all the time yeah how does that it can be okay so it can be so much so he used to remodel houses and we never saw each other like ever and then he switched into the gym thing which has been really cool and now we have our online business ibex training so we do that together as well um but what ends up happening is we split so we actually don't see each other as much as you would think however we've had to learn to work together it has been a journey and it's (laughs) definitely been a process because i'm like in, like I like to be in control. I like things to be done my way. So when he was coming into my world, I'm like, hold on. Like, no, <laughs> that's not how I would do it. And he's like, it's okay. Like take a breath. Um, but so typically what happens is I end up coaching in the morning and then I'll do my workout over there in the morning and then I'll get stuff done. Cause we have an office at the gym. And so I'll stay in the office at the gym and I'll hang out there and do my stuff while he's at home in his office doing his stuff. So we both have like, I typically handle most of the affiliate. He handles like most of the online business. And there's some things that we do together. Um, But we both have just like, now that we figured out our separate things that we have, it works out really well. There are times we don't see eye to eye and we also have to turn it off. So for any relationship, like you want to, we like to do other things than fitness. So we like to rock climb and really fitness for us was an outlet to make sure at any point if somebody's like, Hey, do you want to run a 5k? I feel fit enough to go run a 5k or Hey, do you want to go rock climbing? Like, I feel like I have strength and I can go, you know, use that strength that I work on in the gym to be able to go rock climbing. So fitness for us has always been an outlet to do other things. And so we have to remember to keep doing other things and to not talk about work 24 seven. So we have like cutoffs. It's like, okay, we're not talking about work. Like we're just talking about us or hobbies or whatever it is that we want to do. And that's really helped as well. So it's definitely been a learning curve because I never imagined we'd be doing the same things together. I actually thought he'd be remodeling houses and I'd be fitness. Um, but it is also very, very cool to be able to feel like we're working towards something together. So it's, it's definitely a balancing act and it's been, um, 
It's been interesting, but we're we've we've got it down now to where it's pretty smooth sailing. That's great. You can be completely honest how you feel about this. I will tell you how I feel about it, and I may just be an asshole. But when we won our state championships, we had an assembly, an all school assembly, and they raised the banner, and it was like a big production, a big deal. And I would think about like I'm gonna bring my kids here one day and be like, "Mommy was a captain of this team. These are my state championship banners. It meant something." So a few, maybe not a few years ago, like 10-ish years ago, a girl on my, on that state championship team was like, you will never even believe what that gym looks like now. Now, if you're like district runner up, you get a banner and it's like, everybody gets a banner. And I was like, what? (laughs) yeah. It doesn't mean anything anymore. And I seriously no, think it's I, like see, I, celebrating yeah. not championships. You shouldn't get a banner. What do you think? Yeah. I, I still remember when Allie was on the team, they were state runners up. Uh, I forget. I think it was at like Lakota or something, whatever year it was. I wasn't in yeah. high school yet. And we just cried. Um, I like never forget that. But yeah, I don't think, I think it's a special thing. And I think it should be a special thing because it teaches you to work for something. And so it's how the world I, works. Like I you disagree don't get a banner for anything. <laughs> and now it's like everyone's going to be up there. Yeah, like I, I totally here. disagree. Here's my banner. Yeah, okay. I, I had a feeling that you may feel the same way about it. Because I was like, what? Like, I don't even want to see that. It yeah. used to mean something if you had a banner in there. Okay. No. The Pedialyte. People are asking about why uh, your use of yeah. it. Like, why the Pedialyte? What does it do? Do you do it daily? Yes. We have, we have boxes. We switch to the packets. When I'm training, I mean, it's hydration, right? And so you just hear a lot of, a lot about electrolytes and this and that. The only thing Pedialyte does not have um, is magnesium and salt in there, I believe. So when we add Pedialyte, like first thing in the morning, when you're training or especially when it's hot out or we're at the CrossFit games, like you're never drinking regular water. If you are drinking regular water, you're going to be in trouble because you're sweating out so much that you have to be replacing it. And we found that like you can do the tablets, but for some reason, Pedialyte has just become this huge thing. I mean, um, for hydration. So it, it hydrates, you know, kids when they're sick and if it's safe for little kids, like it's gotta be safe for us as yeah. well. Uh, right. but yeah, the biggest thing is just electrolytes and that's what we need and it tastes really good. And then we'll just take pink Himalayan sea salt, dump a little bit of that in there. And then also sometimes magnesium, take a magnesium pill with it because those are the two things. So it's not an all encompassing thing, but it is a really great way to replenish your electrolytes, especially when you're sweating a lot and it's really hot out. So we always keep in the winter, I think we don't drink as much. Um, but in the summer, Pat and I go through boxes of it. Like that's just something we keep around. Just like somebody would keep a noon tablet and that, and it also makes your water taste good because I think sometimes when it's hot out and you're drinking so much water throughout the day, like I usually, I will track my water. So it's a really good way just to make sure that you're replenishing it. And it also tastes really good. So yeah, Pedialyte is, is a regular thing. And it's so weird because I forget that most people don't do that regularly, but it's definitely a staple in our household. And I think you'll find it in a lot of CrossFitter households. I feel like you'll find it a lot of, um, hangover people's households. (laughs) Yeah, we do that too. Um, another question I got is, are you going to move to Nashville like everyone else? (laughs) No, (laughs) no, you own a gym. I know it's like really, yeah. Um, if we move anywhere, which I do think eventually we probably will, um, we will go out West. So we are big mountain people. We like the outdoors. So Patrick is actually from Portland, Oregon. That's where he kind of grew up and his family was born in Louisville, moved out to Portland for most of his life. And so I could see us making our way that way eventually 
Okay. So you're not going to see a Nashville. I think I got everything. Not Nashville. Or I do like Nashville. My, one of my sisters is there. It's fun. Um, yeah. I'm oh, Virginia. it's so fun. Yeah, it's so fun. Um, but they, I feel like it'd be hard to, like, stay disciplined in Nashville. <laughs> yeah. But I yeah. guess that's where all the CrossFitters are going, I'm hearing. Yeah. So there's yeah. Cookville, which is where Rich is, the big CrossFitter that everyone, most people are familiar with, um, which is weird because then Matt and Tia moved there and, like, this whole CrossFit mayhem, there's, like, a ton of really good athletes, which is, I think, like, an hour, hour and 15 minutes outside of Nashville. Brooke just moved there. Will Morad moved there. Like, there's just a huge, Alex Smith, Street Hornet. Like, there's just a huge group of people there. It's kind of crazy. But they're happy, and it seems like a fun town. So fun city, I guess. But if I you're going west, if you go anywhere. <laughs> I'm going west. Okay. Yeah. I, this, you answered everything I needed to talk to you about. This was like more than I could have even asked for for an episode. I feel like this is your bedtime. And I really appreciate <laughs> oh, you I giving know. me this much time. <laughs> and I realized that you're here because we went to the same high school, right? <laughs> Got you. So thank you. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's so good. It's just, it's fun to talk to you and also reminisce on some things from, from high school. So that's really cool. And tell your sisters I said hi. Thank you so much for listening to the Squats and Margaritas podcast. If you haven't subscribed, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. And I'll see you next week for a brand new episode of Squats and Margaritas. 